El Camino People, de podcast, episodio 36. Estrella Fellow Pilgrims, I am José Merdenaz, your pilgrim friend, and this is El Camino People, the podcast. Today, it's a day of celebration. Celebration that finally the state of alarm is over. Finally, we are allowed to move from one state to the other. We can finally walk all the way, you know, from the Camino del Norte, from the Villa de la Plata, from Pamplona, my hometown, all the way to Santiago. But it's a day that we still have to remember that the COVID is still here. There is people that are still getting sick and there is people that is being really sick and there is people dying every day. So we have to be careful. So for everyone out there, you know, if you're planning on coming to Spain, remember that there's still a lot of rules to apply. For that, we are going to be doing a live podcast this Friday, this Thursday, sorry, 8 o'clock p.m. Spanish time for Spanish speakers and 8.30 p.m. Spanish time for English speakers. We will give you the latest information about how to travel to Spain, what are the regulations to apply, what do you need to be able to get into the country and all the different situations and different main caminos and you know all the information that we think is important. Right? We will repeat this almost. We will try to do it every, every other week and, and give you the latest information on the Camino. So today we have a beautiful story. We heard many times that the Camino, there is only one right way to do it. And no, no, no. There is only one right way to do it, but that's your own way. You walk your own Camino. Nobody can walk it for you. So today we'll be talking with Gael. She's a French pilgrim that after her dad passing away and they both decided to walk the Camino together, but she had to walk the Camino without him. And she's going to tell us the amazing story and of how she decided to walk on her own and how she walked at a different Camino, totally different than what you will expect, but perfect and what is more important, it was her own. So here is Kyle's interview. Hi everyone and welcome to El Camino People, the podcast. Today we have one of the lucky pilgrims that was able to walk and this was, you know, right now I have a huge problem with times because last year it seemed like it wasn't last year. So you do walk the Camino in 2020, no? 2020, September 2020, yeah. So one of the few that was walking the Camino at the time. Oh, the feeling was quite weird and in the same time I felt really lucky because I was quite alone, you know, it wasn't jam-packed, so I did enjoy a lot that time to walk the Camino. So, sorry to introduce you properly, you are Gael, you are from France and you walk the Camino, but you have a beautiful story behind your Camino and you also walked your Camino with your little dog. Yeah, exactly, with Kat, my Jack Russell. And there's right now down things that we are seeing now every day and every day more and more people walking the Camino. And it's funny because today is one of my dear good friends. She, she has a, a website, it's called, uh, uh, what? She's a, it's about walking with dogs and doing things with dogs. And she was the first one that wrote the, a guide for the Camino, Turismo Canino. And she wrote oh. the, a guide to walk the Camino with dogs in all, you know, hotel with Bert Friendly and and I know that right now people are going to be more and more getting into that. And we'll see how the Camino evolves, because right now with the whole new COVID plus people going with animals and there's going to be 
this year is going to be quite interesting on seeing how the Camino reacts to all of this. Oh, yeah, actually, um, walking the Camino with my dog was such an experience, but I am used to travel with the dog, so I was expecting most of the, of the thing who happened all along the way. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, it's possible, you know, I think it's possible and everything is possible as long as you want it. And I agree. <laughs> if you research it and people looking, you know, you may not be able to sleep one day in one place, but the Camino will always have a bed ready for you, even if it's, you know, just the, yeah. the front of a church, if oh, you're yeah. open for it. But... Yeah. Oh, I had people offering me a bed uh, very gently, like super easily, even with my dog. Yeah, so you always will find. And I think right now with the anyway. with the whole COVID and everything is one of the things that now maybe we need to start making more calls than in the old days. You know, to the alberga to let them know that we are coming, because the situation at least for this year in the old days you know that you do you weren't in some of the albergues you weren't even able to make reservations. But now things are gonna change. You know, the Sunta has is is making an app so the albergues can be ready and people can you know know because imagine if you go to an alberga and now the beds are much less than they used to be. So at least, you know, we can know ahead what is going to happen and, and there's not going to be those lines waiting. So new times, new things. And yes, you know, I always say make a call to the hospitalero, to the albergue, to the hotel, let them know that you are coming. Only even on the same day, you don't need to plan one month ahead. But on the day, it's always nice for the whoever is waiting for there for you because there's people waiting. And as you say in your Camino, there was always place for you, no? Oh, yeah, there is always a place for me. And um, I had no problem putting all along the way even if sometimes i had to pick up the tent you know yeah um for some reason <laughs> but most of the time people are okay to yeah there is place for you everywhere and that's one thing we need to do one day uh, a life with all of you guys that walk the camino with the tent because the regulations here in spain is a little weird and a lot of people ask how we do it and there is some rules so maybe we'll invite you another day so we can talk with more people I'm sorry, it's just cutting a little bit. Can you say that? Oh, again, yeah. Sorry? I'm saying that. <laughs> oh, don't worry. That a lot of people uh, is asking now about the doing the Camino with the tent, you know, because of the COVID situation yeah. and a lot of people with animals. And because the regulations in Spain are different, maybe one day we can get a couple of, you know, all MPTs like you that walk the Camino with the tent and they do a mix. So you can explain how was your Camino and what, what that will be in the upcoming. We'll do another, we'll have to call you another day. Oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> with pleasure. <laughs> So, do you know we always start with a one-minute questionnaire? So, are you ready? Oh, I am ready. I hope oh, so. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Your first Camino. Yeah. How many Caminos? Uh, oh, my God. I've done Via Tolosana, uh, Camino del Norte, and uh, Camino Inglés. So, I would say four. One city. Um, Bilbao. One meal. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, I would say, oh, the last, the last portion. A song. A song. A song. Uh, Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> <laughs> a happy moment. A happy moment. My last night. A color. A color green. One smell. Everything was so green. A smell. What? Oh, smell. The smell of a nut. Uh, coffee with milk or espresso? Espresso. Apple or Android? A what? Apple or Android? Your phone. Oh, uh, oh. And one drink. Uh, 
Water, so much water. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, your Camino was different because of the time you did it, but we always start with the same question to all of our invitees here in the podcast. How and when did you find out about the Camino de Santiago? Okay, I I don't really know when I find the Camino de Santiago because I think we all know the Camino in the Camino de Santiago. Uh, I'm living in the south of France, so I guess it's pretty close. And um, I don't know, I heard about it really early in my life. And I also have the Camino coming, like passing through my town. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, Camino can pass through everywhere, you yeah, know. Yeah, but the main Caminos, no? <laughs> I, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I actually discovered that there is not just one Camino doing it. Oh, uh, that was that's one thing. Like people believe that the main Caminos in Europe, you know, there's the Frances mm-hmm. and the Norte, but once you cross the border of the Pyrenees, it's incredible the network of Caminos because yeah. then you they start mixing with other Caminos with the Via, as you say, the Via Tolosana, the Via Franchichena. The every country has its own independent Caminos. That so Europe is just a huge network of. Incredible yeah. Caminos. I think there was someone right now this summer that is going to be walking from Hungary or Czechoslovakia or somewhere wow. like. And the farthest one that I know that has been, you know, keep track of from Russia. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't, mm. I don't know what people think when they discover that, but I felt so selfish when I discovered <laughs> that I thought that there is just one Camino passing through my town and I finally discovered that there is Camino everywhere you know <laughs> i was like you are so selfish you know <laughs> it's, it's, it's so but i guess it's that yeah. life no when you discover that you are your mom is all your life you know you're the most beautiful child and then you discover them you're not you're ugly and there's more beautiful child out there yeah. exactly so what when do you believe that was the first time that you you know even if as you say you know for us spaniard and french you know the camino is part of a really basic life if yeah. we study we live we know about it we shoot the cells but still i don't know if you're in your you know your friends my, most of my friends haven't walked the camino some of them even haven't you mm-hmm. know go up yeah. to the closest here you know roncesvalles yes for the day of the monte mm-hmm. del perdon but the other day with one of my dearest friends we it was the first time he hiked all the way up to the Monte del Perdón, and that's like a two hours hike from Pamplona. Beautiful hike, and, and, we, and she was a hiker, but never go to the Monte del Perdón. So when was that moment in your life that you were like, maybe I should walk the Camino, maybe I need to hike, maybe, maybe it's something else that I need to... I got a really important story uh, about the Camino because, okay, let's say that honestly. For me, the Camino was a sort of, way for old people uh who wants to hike something you know <laughs> and I'm that's sorry a great that. way to yeah. put it it is one of the few hikes <laughs> in the world that allows all people and any kind and yeah. i think that's one of the magic of the camino allows anyone to hike it as we were talking prior to the interview you know you and i are oh, hikers and, the, and the year yeah. 11 or the pyrenees is not for everyone you go to the alps and there's a lot of things that a lot of people can't even you know we are talking not only age but a wheelchair or any kind of disability or even blinded or whatever but the camino allows anyone to do it in there's even a movement that is called slow strollers on the camino they just walk 10k a, a day i'm like i'm so lucky having three months yeah. to finish the camino but that's true yeah that's true that's true everybody can do it that's uh that's the biggest advantage of the camino 
and uh, actually, uh, I should. I planned to walk the Camino with my dad, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, unfortunately, my dad um, passed away after cancer, and uh, I was like, I don't know, I was you know, it's always really difficult to mm-hmm. um, go through that loss, and uh, I was quite lost, you know. And I was like, okay, uh, surely my dad will never do that Camino with me. And I didn't feel like doing it alone because I was, you know, a hiker. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, this is for old people, (laughs) but fine. (laughs) But at some point I was like, sorry, but fuck up. I I, want to do it, you know? Uh, I want to do it because he helped me probably a lot to pass over and, uh, and go through that big deep sorrow that I was you know pulling behind me uh every day and I that I couldn't you know uh let it go so it was probably the best way for me to uh create new memories with my dad who you know uh passed away in a really you know it's very sad cancer is in a horrible sickness Mm -hmm. so uh, it was like a beautiful way to create new memories, and I'm so glad that I have done it. And uh, it was the idea of my dad first; it wasn't mine. And uh, so, thank you, Dad, for that idea. <laughs> so, your dad proposed <laughs> to to walk the Camino. Where you want to be walking from from France? Where you what, what kind of Camino yeah. did you have planned? Uh, we did plan to. We didn't really. We you know it's uh, it's another idea that you get and you throw it you know and, and say like one day one day we, we will. will do the, one day we will, and finally you don't do it because this or that, or you're too old, or you're sick, or you moved. Or, you know, mm-hmm. there's so many reasons we not do. We're not doing yeah. things, and because and first, first, the first thing is the first reason is because we said later. Yeah, that's one of the wars, and yeah, and also you know I think, and I was talking with this the other day with someone things that we have so close to our hometown or in our lives, like the Camino, that for us is something that we give for granted. One, yeah. they're taken away, you know, it's like your dad, my dad passed away from cancer and we don't value things until they're taken away from us. And sometimes it needs to exactly. bad things to happen to give value to things that they're so close to us that, I don't know, the other day I was talking with my friends, you know, I want to go travel to, to Japan, to the Kumanokodo, to the Via Francigena, but there's so much to do here in Spain that I haven't done that I will say, Oh, later, you know, when I when I get older, and the other day we say that that yeah. same phrase. When I get older, I will do things that they are around my house or things that they are around my state. But sometimes, yeah, I think we should. I I, I just think that when we get an idea like that, we just we should just catch it, you know, and do it mm-hmm. uh, if we can, obviously. But we always can if we want, really, to yeah. do something. So we were always saying like later, 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 and. Uh, yeah, we shouldn't push things later. Yeah, but I think the Camino also has that way to to call you know. And your case was you know you weren't doing the Camino with yeah. your dad in a way, but you were doing do it the Camino with your dad in a higher way, no? As you said, I'm like. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Because uh, actually, I feel like I did walk the Camino with my dad, with the ghost of my dad in a certain way. That was weird, but obviously, I love that weirdness. You know, <laughs> it was a way for me to. I don't know, do a last thing with them, you know, a last, because we were both um, nature lovers mm-hmm. and sort of, sort of gypsy people, you know, we love, <laughs> we love going on a hike and, and I don't know, uh, 
yeah, that was just the last trip together. So, yeah. and he helped me, he helped me to, yeah, to let it go, to let it go. And, and, and a lot of people, uh, I think they go like that. And people don't many times think, no, but you can get the Camino and walk the Camino in memoriam. Once you get to your Compostela, oh, yeah. you can get it in mm -hmm. the name of someone that has passed away. So yeah. at the end, even the church and even Santiago <laughs> recognize that you can walk the Camino for someone else that is not there. So, and it, this mm -hmm. has been done for many years, you know, in the old days people would walk the Camino for, and I think it's so beautiful because a lot of people, they get, an, an, and I think that's also part of the Camino that you get time alone and, you know, whatever you believe or not, there's people walking with you. Yeah, yeah, I, I felt really weird because I wanted to ask, uh, when I when I wanted, when I went to get my Compostela, uh, I wanted to ask uh, for, to the name of my dad and the paper and i was like oh my god it's so weird so i didn't <laughs> but next time i will walk the camino you know that do you that. don't have to you can send them an email and they will send you a compostela in the name of your dad oh uh, really yes and oh if you god, have any I'm problem we will help that. you and yeah they do it you can you know i didn't know that it was a possibility but this happens you explain everything you and they will probably send you the, the compostela in memoriam oh that's great well i would be really happy with this <laughs> we'll have to get back once you get your next compostela so tell yeah. us a little bit this happening in your life is horrible but I, as we said you know the camino has that way of calling you and sometimes it's you know with a phone call sometimes it's with an open hand and a slap in your face and sometimes it's with a kick in the butt but i don't know yeah. why we all have that different trigger that finally gets you into the camino so i guess it's the own way of calling us and so, but your Camino is quite different. You didn't went to the Camino on a normal year. You went on a, on a COVID year during the summer. And also you didn't want with a plan of just walking the whole Camino. So tell us a little bit, how did you plan or how did you didn't plan about mm -hmm. your whole experience of the Camino? Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so I'm not a big planner. <laughs> Let's say that. I, I used to don't plan my trip just because I'm not very good at planning. And uh, sometimes, even when I plan, I just forget about my plan and I do something <laughs> else. So, <laughs> so, it's always good to I, have a plan, so not to do it. Yeah. But here, for the Camino, I started playing. I remember in that, actually, in my journal that I got here, I started playing all my, you know, the steps. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I closed the journal, started walk, come to lose. And... Uh, <laughs> When I arrived in Lourdes, I was like, oh, my God, you know, I, I, I twisted my uncle. So I just I just didn't take the right path. And I opened back my my journal. And I was like, oh, no, this is where I wanted to go. <laughs> <laughs> so great. <laughs> so weird. But yeah, it really happened every, as I wanted to. Uh, so, yes, I didn't plan anything. But I'm glad I didn't because I I go with the flow and I think that's what makes it beautiful. So one of the things that many people don't know is like, first of all, you travel with your little dog, as we talked at the beginning. So that yeah. means, you know, they have to mm -hmm. carry extra gear. But for people that don't see you here, and that was something that you specify on the email, you're <laughs> a really tiny person. I'm a tiny person. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you have a huge backpack for your Camino because you travel with your cooking stuff, with cooking gear. You travel mm -hmm. with your tent yeah. plus all the gear for your dog. And we know you didn't carry your piano or your guitar, but almost. No. So <laughs> usually the average, they say in all these Camino forums and everywhere, people say like the 10% rule. And it's like, blah, blah, blah. Like, super important. 10% rule for me will be seven kilos. Mm. 
my Camino, I was like 10, 11. And I also was a yeah. stupid on my first Camino. Now I carry less things, but just because I know. But And I carry a lot of very, very few clothing because I I, even, I don't even wear underwear. I go the running shoes, oh. running shorts and perfect. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in your case, how many kilos was your backpack? <laughs> I'm ashamed <laughs> to say it. No, I my backpack was between 15 and 17 kilos. Mm -hmm. Let's say that approximately. Uh, it so was, that for the 10% yes. rule, how many times goes over the 10% rule? Uh, more than three because <laughs> I'm I'm fifty I'm fifty kilos. So I love it because I love it because a lot of times you know and that's when I, when everybody starts talking you know to walk the camino you need a small backpack to another camino you need walking stick to walk the camino you need sneakers boots I'm like no try your own find no. your own for you fifteen exactly. kilos was probably perfect for any other woman it's totally crazy to walk with fifty kilos don't do it unless you are prepared. But you're a hiker and you know what you were doing. But and if not, the Camino will tell you and you will start dropping gear all the yeah. way. But yeah, yeah, that that was that was big. But I felt it was the price. Let's say the weight of my security and tranquility. Hmm. Yeah. Let's say that. Yeah. And I think the and first uh, time we'll go for that. You know, we carry all the stuff that things you know gave us that safety and also this time. And for you, you didn't know if you want to be able to be in an albergue. You want to yeah. be able to eat. In a normal mm -hmm. year, that wouldn't happen, but I know. No, I wouldn't take go. that much. Hmm. But here, I wanted to be like, yeah, safe and able to eat and sleep wherever I, I wanted to. And also, when I was in Toulouse, like the first woman I met to give me my first camp, uh, was like, oh my God, you, you are walking in the COVID with a dog. It's impossible. She was like, <laughs> scaring me so much. And I was like, okay, uh, I should leave the place because <laughs> it's going to discourage me. Uh, she, yeah, she, she wasn't very enthusiast <laughs> about it. But finally, I made it, you know, I made it. And here you are. <laughs> so don't listen to people. Yeah, don't listen to people. Sometimes it's same for the stick, the, um, uh, the stick for walking, you know, and yeah. the five person rule. It's, yeah, make your own rule. I would say that. At least I say try it. You know, and that's the beauty oh, yeah. of traveling, yeah, exactly. in, traveling in Europe. The good thing is like if you fail, there's always a train, a bus, a taxi. You are safe. There's nothing exactly. that's going to happen. So if you're so hiking safe. the Pyrenees, so don't safe. try. Or you're hiking, you know, in, mm. in Africa or in the Alps, don't try yeah. because there you can die. But hiking mm -hmm. any of the Caminos in Europe, give it a try. There's nothing to lose. It's the safest place. Yeah. So tell us, talking about your gear, what will be something that you wouldn't <laughs> carry again? And what is something that you were super lucky that you put in your backpack? Okay. Um, first, I have to, to say that I send back some stuff on the way uh, after the third day. <laughs> because I wanted for some reason bring a camera. But I don't know why, but I wanted to record some stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. And I just like after the third day, I just put it in a box and send it back home. Uh, so that's the thing that I wouldn't take with me again because yeah. it cost me money to send it back. And it was, it wasn't that heavy, but you know, not heavy plus not heavy yeah. plus not heavy makes it heavy. Yeah, a end. lot of small things at uh, the end add up. Yeah, yeah. I I bring with me some stuff, you know, little cream or you know, being a girl. But it wasn't really now. It wasn't really useful. So I wouldn't recommend extra cream. 
yeah. like one cream. And you can not. always buy it. That's one of the beauties <laughs> of the Camino, that if you need yeah, anything, you can buy it. there is always a supermarket on the next village. And if they don't have yeah. it, you will have another one the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, something no, that true. you were super lucky, that something that is, you know, different or something that you were happy that you carry? Uh, my tent. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was happy to carry my tent. No, I, I think the thing, the extra thing that I was happy to bring with me was my journal, really. Okay. Because I'm, I'm happy now that I got it uh, because I would probably forget a lot, a lot of things and mm -hmm. uh, that I that I put in my journal. Mm -hmm. That's great. So, what kind of tent do you carry? Oh my God, I got a. It's not even a tent, seriously. I don't <laughs> even know how normal people sleep in this because I think it's tiny. It's a minima camp one. Okay. Uh, it's a camp minima one. So it's very, very one place, one person tent, and I just have the space for uh, me, my dog, and my bag, and I feel I, I can't even sit inside you know it's like yeah, yeah one of those yeah that you it's they're super tiny not even really yeah, yeah, high so it's it's very 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 tiny but it's also very light mm -hmm. it's less than one kilo uh so that was really useful yeah that's one of the things that if you're thinking about doing the camino with the tent don't go for a normal you know decathlon oh, three no. four kilos ten unless there is a couple and you can split the the, no. the, the things but no 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 Enjoy and, and put some money into a good tent, but because the, the good thing about these tents and the gear is that they will last forever. At least, you know, yeah. they're oh, expensive. Like but good gear. Yeah, that's true. That's a bad point, but it's also very useful there to yeah. have no. ultra light. Yeah. And gear. now when you get in our life and you know, in your age, if you're 15, don't spend 200 euros on a tent. But if you're on a normal age and you travel, I, I have my own minimal yeah. tent and I think it's worth every penny. Oh, really? <laughs> like the cooking yeah. gear. I have a uh one of those pots that is the jet boil i don't know if you know the jet boil mm -hmm. oh yeah i know the table i don't have one but uh, so yeah, another, another it's stupid thing easy. it's 150 euros cooking a stove but it gets water boiling in one in less than one minute and for one person yeah. it's perfect super because it has cool. a mac that is super comfortable so for yeah. me for one mm -mm. person pasta perfect and what happened yeah, with your uh, with little buddy the the four-legged friend with your dog how did you plan with your dog? Oh because I'm like, that's such a tiny dog walking the Camino. I'm like, we don't see many, many. Yeah, Scott, yeah, 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 come here. Yeah, he don't want to. Oh, he's bilingual too. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Bonjour, uh, mon ami. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he's very, very, very good at, at walking, you know? Oh. Hey, hello. <laughs> He is the same as the my friend Turismo Canino. You need to, we need, I need to introduce you both. Really? Yeah, they're super, super similar. Oh, uh, yeah, they're very good dog. And he was absolutely, you know, wonderful uh, all along the way. He's awesome. Seriously, he's awesome. <laughs> because I think for me it was hard, but for him it was probably, I don't know if it was harder, but you know, he's tiny, he got little legs, but he got a better cardio than me. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> uh, did you plan or so, train in any way? Did you take him to the bed? Did you do anything different? Um, so in the train I had to buy... Um, oh, um, yeah, oh, more yeah I, I remember then i don't remember the name in, in spanish but i know that i looked for that word for so long because nobody <laughs> was w w was understanding what i wanted yeah in spanish is bozal 
Bosal, exactly. <laughs> Bosal. So, so I was looking for Bosal <laughs> for a long time <laughs> because I couldn't take the train without it and the bus. I had to yeah. hide him. Sorry, but one time to take the bus. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite different with the dog, but it's also so much better. <laughs> you never, you are never alone, and uh, yeah, it was, you know, very supportive. Even if it's not, if the dog can't be supportive, it's a big support. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things also that makes your Camino so different is that a lot of people when they think Camino they think going from one point to the other walking all the time mm -hmm. and in your case we know that that wasn't the case you created your own version of your Camino so tell us a little bit or how did it come did you plan there was something that oh suddenly I'm here I want to go here why not why what happened in your Camino what happened is that I I, um, I get an injury First of all, that's why I started to take the bus because I was as everyone. And when I started, I was like, no, I want to walk the Camino from the start to the end, you know? <laughs> and I was really stubborn about it. But <laughs> <on> the, <laughs> I was like, you're not a real pilgrim if you're not walking the Camino, you know? I've been that way when I, when I started the Camino. And on the third day, I, I injured my Achilles, you know, uh, my, my eel. So I was like, okay, I can't put my foot on the floor. I can't walk right now. I got my 17 kilos backpack, my dog. Uh, what should I do? And I was looking around me and I was like, okay, uh, there is a bus station here. So I'm going to take the bus to Lourdes. Mm -hmm. So I did take the bus to Lourdes. And in Lourdes, I, I stayed two days there. Um, I had my horrible nights uh, sitting in an hotel with bed bugs, <laughs> and uh, after that, I I met um I met a guy who was like was the owner of a sport because I had to throw my my trainers uh, because I couldn't wash it, and I was like, okay, I can't continue the way after having as I had a night, you know, uh, with bed bugs and don't be able to wash my trainer. So I have to throw it away and uh, buy new ones. So I met the owner of the sports shop, you know, who sells me the, my new shoes. And he was like, oh, if you want, you can, you can sleep in my home. And I was like, okay, all right. So I, I stayed for three or four days there um, healing from my injury. And after that, I started to walk again through the Pyrenean and I went in all around. And every time my, my, my ankle was, was painful, I had to take the train or, or take the bus. So I was just like mixing, uh, mixing between walking and because I wanted to go forward and continue the way because I just had two months mm -hmm. to complete my goal actually. And I wanted to go absolutely until the end for some reason I, I knew. I knew that it's not, I mean, it's not the point you can, I think you can have a beautiful experience without finishing in uh, Santiago, mm -hmm. uh, but I wanted absolutely to go there. I want it. So I was like, okay, I have to move forward. Um, however, however, if I have to take the train or take the bus or when I can walk, I walk obviously, you know, and, uh, and I also woman. So sometimes, you know, uh, you got, 
weeks in your month or you're not really in a good personal capacity, you know? You're absolutely exhausted. The only thing you want to do is stay in your bed with tea and a Netflix TV show. So for these days, I was like, okay, uh, no, I'm not going to walk. You know, you're the first. You are you are the first woman that pointed that out, and I never thought about it. That yeah. really, there are some days that you uh, never thought yeah, about. Yeah, I'm sorry. What? No, that's true. When you're in your period, when you're a real woman, uh, you have to give you a little bit of compassion, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> and that sucks. I can right. imagine being with your friends and walking the Camino, yeah. and if you have to leave them behind, or yeah. being with your plan, and like, wow. Yeah. So I was like, okay give up with this stupid idea of walking mm -hmm. whatever happened you know and being super tough whatever keep it like i don't know take it easy you know take it easy and try to enjoy it because it was hard enough so mm -hmm. uh, yeah and sometimes my dog had also to take a rest too because it's quite a hard thing for him either you know he had like his little yeah the pals, Oh my God, red and oh, probably painful. So, and at the end, yeah. that's that's why we we're talking. You know, the end. If you're truthfully full yourself, I seen people that walk the Camino and they take a train, just feeling that they are cheating, and then you know not even yeah. being. But in your case, I'm like, you know what you did. You did it because you wanted to do it. It wasn't yeah. cheating. It was just your own Camino. So, okay, I'm not gonna lie. At first, I was quite ashamed, and I was oh, like, yeah. "I was like, oh, you're cheating. That's not good." Blah blah blah, and I was constantly like being super hard with myself, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think the Camino taught me that too, because I'm quite hard with myself all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm so hard. <laughs> so it it also taught me to be a little bit, you know, yeah, cooler, take it easier, you know, and. Uh, and don't be that hard with yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, I did walk the Camino. I walked more than, I don't know, between, let's say, 400 and 500 kilometers in total, mm -hmm. I would say. And I'm not really sure even, yeah. I mean, and at least. At the end, um, for me, it's yeah. like, it, that, does it matter? How many right. K? Is this no, a, yeah. when people right. talk about, like, I walk Ks, I walk from here, I'm like, and what did you learn? It's not a race. It's That's... not a race. Mm -hmm. Seriously. And I, that was funny because it's the only pilgrim I met like that on the way. And he was like, you know, super ready for, yeah. and in the morning we, so we, we woke up actually quite at the same time. And that, you know, at 8.30, he was ready with super light. 8.30? That's people. late on a normal year. You we usually, you know, in a normal year, people wake yeah, up like at 5.30 yeah. in the morning to run to the other yeah, albergue. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I know. I heard about that. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, I'm a lazy head, you know, I'm a sleepy head in the morning. <laughs> so, uh, and he was super, super excited to tell me that I was in late, you know, or mm -hmm. something like that. That was weird. He, he, he took it as a race and I was like, okay, man, you know, go on, no problem. Leave your thing. You know, he just had a week. So he wanted probably to go, go, go. Yeah. Uh, but I had two months, like a month and a half. And I had my big bag and my dog, so I I always had to pack and unpack everything. So I couldn't be that fast, and I didn't want it to be that fast. I didn't want it to put any pressure on me. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm happy I didn't because he, he, it was so much better. Sometimes I started, okay, let's say it at 11. <laughs> 
sometimes I started my day at 11 and I don't care mm -hmm. because because that was the way I wanted to do it and also doing it this time it allows you to do it that way if you probably try that in a normal French year and in the summer there's no way you get into the rust of everyone else but yeah going with the time mm -hmm. with your dog and the actual situation allows you to do it that way so how was also like you sleep in all kind of places from your sleep bag to a hotel to an albergue how was the the train all of them you know i always a lot of people they think that you can only do the camino or all hotels or all albergues or or natan how was the mixing a lot up oh i loved it i loved it because um actually i've done i don't know how many different okay first of all i've done couch kind of couch, couch, couch surfing, surfing. You know, okay people offered me their house yeah. overnight you know their house uh hostel dog friendly hostel albergue and tent so well, you, you do the the guites in france that they're quite different the spanish albergue in in a way it's usually people that will oh, they yeah. say that they're yeah, quite yeah, yeah. different style it's more like a bed and breakfast that some of the albergues over here no some of them um for me what it was i would say the albergue was really like you know uh bed, mm -hmm. bed, 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 and all the kitchens most most of the time they were kind of closed, but yeah. the owner come and just open it to us. The kitchen were closed and there was just the beds, you know, hmm. so that was enough. We didn't, but I was really happy that I had my stove because I could cook outside. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done all of the, all of these different sort of, uh, accommodation. And that was a really good mix for me because sometimes you want to be quiet, you know, and alone and, uh, as we said, you know, as a woman, sometimes you just want to be, you know, in a comfy bed. And as a man, I also want my, my, my real sour, my bed and, and, you know, just be laying there with yeah. two really good pillows. And... Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And there is no, no problem with that. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know why we always want to go in the hard way, you know? <laughs> and it's funny because as we're talking yeah. at the beginning, you know, the Camino de Santiago allows you to do everything. I'm like, really, there's no really hard way in the Camino. It's not like you have to do your own no. big back and make a cave yeah. in the snow or anything, you know, that's <laughs> real backpacking or hiking or going to know yeah. to the Alps. I'm like, the Camino allows you to have that freedom. So if you have the yeah. money yeah, and if you want it, I would say, you know, why not experience a nice hotel every once in it's a while, get a massage, no like you get a good meal. I'm like, you're also uh, doing some way of tourism. So if you come to Spain from all over the world, also discover some of the good things here. No, just try only the albergues. I'm like, there's some albergues that they're amazing. But there's some Belgians that they are horrible. So if you can and you can oh, really? spend, I'm like, why not? Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been lucky, lucky with the albergue uh, because they were all great. And um, yeah, I think there is no problem about taking a good time. Seriously, hmm. <laughs> your your body is in pain. You're doing something incredible, uh, but quite hard because walking that much is quite hard for your body so mm -hmm. take some rest no problem it offer you some comfort if you mm -hmm. want to and if you don't don't that's yeah. okay that you have the option so we were saying that at the beginning you know you you plan to over the camino with your dad but at the end it wasn't possible how was mm -hmm. the camino did you find out any day that you were working with your dad what kind of memories brought back to you oh my god uh i had this this memory uh, in uh, Endai, so at the border of Spain, like in the middle, 
right in the middle between Endai and Irun. Mm-hmm. You know, there is like this huge yeah. beach on, on the river that you can. Yeah, exactly. And I, I was like, I wanted to walk there just because I wanted to go in Irun just to cross the border by feet, you know. And I did left. My, I, I was in a camping that night uh, because I couldn't camp in yeah, know, nature. The city. nature. Yeah. Yeah, inside the city. So I, I take a camping. So I put my tent there, and I was, you know, walking through the um, beach, and uh, I, I wanted to go uh, in Spain, and I was thinking about my dad, blah blah blah, and I was remembering all the thing, and I left a, uh, I left uh, a little picture, you know, of him right here because my dad was a huge fan of sea and ocean in general, and I just wanted to left like that photo here, like the. The sea was really low, you know, so you could mm-hmm. really go far, far on the on the beach. And uh, I left out a picture of my dad right here, and that's the first memory I got on the on the way about my dad. But probably the most beautiful was in the Pyrenean, because I did walk really, really hard that day, <laughs> and I met some French people, and they, I was hitchhiking, and they were they picked me up because it was all on the asphalt, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no, there is no pass. It was on the road, and they picked me up in the van, and we stopped by the lake, and uh, my feet were really, I had swollen, you know, feet, mm-hmm. and my legs were heavy, all that stuff. <laughs> so I go take a bath uh, in the lake. The lake was so cold, and I was standing in the water like that, and there's like this little fish coming to eat my your skin. <laughs> you know, you know, skin. Hey, some people pay for <laughs> that. Yeah, exactly. It was a, spa, a fish spa, like for free. And that was fun because I was doing this with my dad being a kid and in the sea. And I was like, oh my God, that's so beautiful. It never happened to me for years and years. And like, I'm doing the Camino right now. And that thing happened to me. And I had all this little fish eating my my dead skin. <laughs> that was so funny. That was so funny. Yeah. And it made me smile a lot. That's so cool. And anyway, we always also, you know, when your Camino, when you did so many, you know, as we were talking, you take the train, you take a blah, blah, car. What was the places that you have, you know, greatest memories of your whole Camino? Um, I would say that the greatest memory was the last part. Um, because when I arrived in Ferrol, I could tell that I had enough time to stop a hiking. Mm-hmm. Uh, stop picking the bus. Stop. I, I I could just walk all along and stop trying to you know go faster mm-hmm. because I was I was walking between this you know between obviously Ferrol and Irun I did walk mm-hmm. but it's a long way seriously it's a, it's a very long way and I didn't want it to be in late mm-hmm. and I, I I wanted to finish so when I arrived in it was maybe it was Oviedo but let's say between Ferrol and Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was like, okay, now I can stop definitely and just walk, walk, walk. walk. Yeah. I have way enough time. That happens to a lot of people so, when you start, you, you, is the unknown? Like, I don't know if I'm going to make it a half all the time, but once you realize that, okay, now I know that I can make it. No, that's when you feel f- yeah. more free and more relaxed too. Whatever happens, yeah, exactly. I, I'm going to make it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whatever, whatever I'm going to make it and. And I have to make it because I want to make it. Mm-hmm. So, and it was, I don't know, it was so different. It was like a second Santiago in my first Santiago because mm-hmm. 
all along the way I've been, let's say it, quite grumpy, you know? <laughs> and that's okay. You know, you don't have to be all happy sometimes. It's just being yeah. grumpy. It's, it's okay. And I wasn't having fun. It wasn't okay. fun. I was like, what am I doing here? It's <laughs> so hard. I'm like outside. I'm, I'm uh, you know, it's, not, it's, it's rainy and I'm wet and <laughs> my body's in pain. This is not fun. And I started to have fun in Ferrol. Okay. I had fun before, but I had fun like all yeah. along the way uh, on the Camino Inglés. So, like the Camino Inglés was the best, seriously, mm -hmm. for me. And also, as you were saying, you know, prior to the interview, and you have a blog for women traveling alone. And a lot of people right now, yeah. you know, a lot of people ask about how is the Camino Frances, you know, for women or the Camino Santiago or Spain. And I discovered a while ago that the National Geographic gave the Camino Frances one of the safest places in the world to travel as a single woman traveling alone. So from your point of perspective, I mean, you've been backpacking all over and, and you've been traveling along. So how is your, you know, for in a year that was the COVID, less people walking, maybe a little more dangerous, more, not dangerous, but more unknown, no? How was the experience of being mm -hmm. a woman and travel? And like, did you feel, feel safe all the time? Was there any problem? Uh, for me, I've, I felt safe. It's the safest, seriously. Uh, I, I can't even think about one thing uh, feeling in danger or mm -hmm. it's it's absolutely safe. You got people everywhere. It's always like you're in a, you're at a home, you know, yeah. and um, the thing that I'm thinking is like for us being out of your home is if it could be dangerous or it could be, you know, out of your zone of comfort, but being somewhere else is being in the home of someone else, you know, it's, mm -hmm. uh, so we're always really scared about that, but sometimes you just have to change your point of view. And Santiago is probably a good way to start traveling alone. If you're a woman, for example, mm -hmm. and you're worried about that, uh, I would highly recommend to walk the Camino. Yeah. It's a great experience. I think as a first time, if you are opening yeah. to the wall and traveling, probably there's no, yeah. I, I don't think any, there's any other place safest in the world and the Camino oh, Santiago. I'm like, it's so, so safe. And like things have happened. And if you review, review, there's been, you know, one oh, thing I'm that sure. happened, but any town, anywhere in the world. And as you say, the Camino, there's so many people looking out for you and the measures that they are there and, and the welcome that people gave you in any way. It's always incredible. So it's like, you know, for being, for you to point it out, I, it's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I heard about a girl, a woman actually, uh, she was, sleeping uh she was doing the camino obviously but she was only sleeping in a sleeping bag outside without a tent without anything just a sleeping bag <laughs> like on the side of the road and i was like okay i do travel alone i was like oh my god girl this is <laughs> okay <laughs> no problem but she, she was okay and she's still doing the way that the camino that way <laughs> uh so yeah okay. you have to be you have to, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to pay attention, but this is everywhere. Yeah. In New York City, uh, as it's the same, you know. And as you are little, and you and if you are, you know, backpacking or sleeping in a bag, there is some rules that you have to follow. One day we will do a how to backpack and you know, in a tent in the Camino, because a lot of people they never been you know backpacking like you and I. Am. Like there's few rules that you need to know where to put the tent, and also there is a couple yeah. laws that in Spain doesn't allow you to put a tent 
anywhere you want and you can get a fine and like you're supposed to put your 10 when, yeah. when the sun goes down and you need to put your 10 up when the sun goes up because if no mm -hmm. that's considered you know overnight kind of like be back but if you put the 10 earlier that's considered camping and you cannot camp in spain other than in camping area so there's a couple of rules yeah. and also the police is super welcoming and never hear anyone that have a problem you know they will explain to you but as you said you know don't sleep close to a road ever in your life mm -hmm. don't sleep close to a river because the rivers can go up so a few rules yeah. that is just common sense, but, you know, there's a lot of things out there. And no, no, finally, you say the communion glass was incredible, but how was the, the arrival into Santiago, the famous arrival into the your destination? Well, I don't know if I can say that. I don't want to... Of course. <laughs> well, it wasn't exactly how I expected it. <laughs> you know, I had this big tantrum about uh, arriving in Santiago and... I can't really remember what I was dreaming about because it was totally different. It was raining and I was wet and I was tired and I was just kind of disappointed because they were doing some sort of renovation on the cathedral. So I couldn't really see it. But in the same time, it wasn't bad and it wasn't good. It was just... Um, I was arrived and I was happy to arrive and at the same time I was sad because I knew that it was the end and for summary, so many reasons I, I was like okay that's the end of the Camino well I'm happy to not work anymore but in the same time I'm sad because I know that's the end of my trip with my dad and mm -hmm. my trip in general uh, so I stayed uh, <laughs> I remember that when I arrived in, in Santiago I I put my phone, you know, and I did the exact same place that everyone does uh, and trying to take a photo with the cathedral <laughs> behind me. And I was jumping in the air trying to take a good photo and they were all horrible and my dog was barking at me. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, I just took a photo when I was asking my dog to give him his paw. And that's the most beautiful photo just to calm him down. And finally, it was the most beautiful photo. It just, it was just, hey, bitch, I walked the Camino too. <laughs> so I want to be on the photo. <laughs> One day we'll have so to interview funny. all the dogs that walk the Camino with their owners. And, and it will be amazing to see what they think about these crazy people taking have... them to the Camino. <laughs> yeah, they probably have many things to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, in Camino, I, her arriving in Santiago was great. I stayed uh, three days. And actually, I want to... Uh, it's not a publicity or whatever, but there is a girl doing uh, vegan cakes uh, and Ooh. pastries. In uh, she, her name is like uh, Alice in Wonder Pie. Oh, I and see. She's yeah. Oh, she's absolutely. She's so talented, really. It's and not, that's what I'm I was saying. You know, if, I'm if not vegan, but, but if, <laughs> if not being vegan and loving something that is vegan, that sets a oh lot. Oh my god, that's the best uh, and, marketing and you can get from a vegan place. <laughs> I, I was I was walking I was walking by you know uh, the the shop and I I seen the, the cakes and I was like oh, you know after a month and a half on now the Camino I'm, I've I'm seen all these beautiful cakes with the, <laughs> with the cream and the strawberries and all that stuff and I was like oh my god that looks so good when she said me that it was vegan I was like no it doesn't matter I want it yeah. <laughs> and I I just had a beautiful you know uh, sweet meal. <laughs> in my hotel room and it was it was so good so go to see alice in warner pie at the end of your camino that's 
beautiful. You will have a good time. <laughs> we'll have to interview because one of the things a lot of people ask us, you know, and as we say, you know, now people walking with dogs, people walking with families. There's also more people walking the uh -huh. Camino Vegan. There's more people also walking the Camino mm -hmm. Vegetarian. And being vegan and vegetarian in Spain is quite easily, but we also eat a ton of meat. So you just oh need my to God, ask. Yeah. You just need to ask. And every village and every yeah, place yeah. they're going to, you know, we have veggies and incredible and all the Camino everything is grown here so for international people i yeah. remember one of my friends you know after living in the states they were asking me how do you know this this thing in the supermarket is fresh i'm like because everything is fresh here i'm like comes from like 5k from here it doesn't need a sticker yeah so it's funny yeah, yeah. with that so what is next what is going to happen are you planning more caminos more trips more mm -hmm. caminos to santiago different caminos Oh, I definitely think that I'm going to, oh, that's true. I'm going to go to Camino again. I don't know which one, mm -hmm. but I want to do the last part, you know, the, as we said earlier, um, walking to, to, Fisterra, uh, to Fisterra and uh, go to the spot that you talked about earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the ones that are known, the, the Paradores is the network or, or hotels that use uh, like really old buildings or churches in Spain. The famous one in Santiago is the Parador de Santiago. It's this one, one on the on this side, on the on the right side, the hotel that, for people that don't know, if you are one of the first ten pilgrims getting the Compostela in the morning, in the morning you get a free meal with your Compostela. So wow! They don't know that one. No. So for a lot of ones, the <laughs> trick is not getting the Compostela on the day you arrive, and next day you know wake up early, and a lot of people go there to get the the. Oh, that's cheating, that's but. Funny. A lot oh, of people do it and it's fun because you, you share, you know, an, a meal with uh, some people in a place that is, you know, it's quite expensive to stay there. They, they have a normal restaurant that is really worth it. And as I said, if you're spending, if you're coming from abroad, you know, from Australia or the States or anywhere mm -hmm. far away, the Paradores Nacionales are incredible. They are super fancy hotels, but they're beautiful. But they just opened a new one in Mushia. And Musia was the place where the prestige, you know, the big ships, the uh, string with the petroleum and everything. So the government of Spain put over there a hotel that has been stopped for many years for regulations, but they just finished it. So it's called the, the Parador Costa da Morte. And it's if I have to finish my Camino in a place that is, you know, there's a couple other places in Finisterra that are incredible. But this one is unbelievable. I'm like, it is 100, 150 euros a night. But... Yeah, yeah one of those places that if you have to put, you know, the little tick to your trip and if you can afford it. Oh, yeah. If not, there's beautiful places in Muxia, you know, Albergues and oh, everything. Oh, I'm but sure. The, but this place is, it's out of the, it's just opened it's last year. Good, so Finish your trip with a, you know, Sharon cake. A good meal. <laughs> and over there, you know, there's also a great restaurant in Muxia. If you like, you know, seafood, never tried anything better in my whole life. So if you need more info, wow. just ask. Well, I hope you will send me that list. Of course, yeah. When, whenever you're ready to cross the Camino, let's hope next time, you know, you can cross by in Pamplona and we can go, I always say, and invite everyone that is listening to us. If you go by in Pamplona, if you need any help, we are here to help you. I love to take pilgrims into the bars and go for tapas once they allow us again to go and, and you know, drink some tapas. And there's no better way to visit a town with some locals. So I always say, you know, local. if you're doing the Camino, just reach to people in the Camino, go to their Instagram. Everybody's super welcome and all the pilgrims there they're amazing and they will open their houses and their hearts and and everything so it's the best way of the camino you know it's all about the people oh yeah definitely definitely that would be a pleasure 
<laughs> anyway, Gael, thank you so much for opening your heart and for opening your Camino to us and for being, you know, so proud of your Camino. And I think it's the server and it is your Camino. And that's the, the beauty oh, of yeah. it. And no one else can walk your Camino unless, you know, it walks in your own foot, in your own shoes. And in your yeah. case, you have to throw it away on the first day. So that sets a lot of how things, you know, when things happen, you just need to go improvise and whatever you do it, if you're happy with it, it's great. Yeah, thank you to you. Thank you to care about people like us. You know, we always think that it's just a tiny thing that we do. You know, we're quite hiding and doing a little walk like that, but it's it's a big thing. And I really encourage everyone to go walk on the Camino. It's a great experience. And mm. thank you for you. Thank you. Thank you of you for that. No, thank you. Because at the end, you know, that's what I think, you know, that now more girls, more women that are listening to us and and more men also that, you know, they're thinking, I'm like, maybe I'm not the one walking the Camino because I cannot walk the, all the days, but I want to do a longer version. It's great to grab a taxi. It's no problem to yeah. grab a, a car. You can do it, you know, in an albergue. You can do it in a tent and you can do it in all of them. It is your own Camino. Don't lend any blog, any YouTuber, any Instagram, any friend to tell you that there is no way. Is your Camino, you decide. At the end, you are the one that is going to be, you know, okay. looking back and saying, you know, I I walk, I took a train back, but yeah. I couldn't walk. So if you feel bad about it, that's when you're going to realize. But if you couldn't, I'm like, why not? As long as you're proud of it, and that's the biggest thing. I'm mm. saying, do it your way. Do it your own yeah. way. And that's it. Mm-mm. Anyway, thank you so much. And as we always say, buen thank Camino, so Ultrella. Buen Camino, Ultrella. Thanks for listening to El Camino People, the podcast. And remember, if you have any questions about the Camino right now, if you have any questions about the Camino in the future, please contact us. And if you are planning your Camino and you need more help, you have four consulting services on the website that you can book one hour chatting with us. We will review your Camino, we will help you find the best one that suits you, we can help you with any actual situation with the COVID. So feel free to contact us and if you have any more questions we are on instagram and linkedin youtube so we are here to help and remember this thursday 8 30 we will be live on facebook youtube and instagram answering all your questions about the actual situation in spain feel free to leave us a message right now or in any of all the platforms that i mentioned before and we will gladly answer your questions this thursday Till then, have a wonderful week, buen camino, ultrella.